0: Acts chapter 20, reading verses 22 to 24. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my worth my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And then from Ephesians chapter 2, starting from verse 6. And God raised us up with Christ, And seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do.
1: First of all, there was the 2G version. (laughs) Then there was the 3G. Has anybody still got an old 3G phone? G is for generation, if you're wondering, generation of phone. Got a 3G out there. We've got a confession over here of a 3G. Anybody else got one? Blake. Noel Moore's got one hand up strong there, Noel. Uh, anybody else got a 3G? Who's got 4G connection? Who's stepped it up? Go on another one. Hands up for the 4Gs. They're braggers. Put your hands down. I want to tell you, there's, there's, a, there's another generation being cooked up by the tech heads out there and it's known as the 5G, the fifth-generation network. Fifth-generation, or 5G, refers to the wireless network. It is the latest development of cellular technology engineered to greatly increase the speed and responsiveness of wireless networks. One article that I read uh, in researching this said that 5G would be 30 times faster than the NBN. That'd be quick. <laughs> 60 times faster than my 4G phone. 5G promises, we'll we're yet to see, of course, a lot of things are promised in this world, as yeah, don't always deliver, <laughs> do they? 5G is promised to be those things. It's, it's gradual rollout, they say, is going to be happening from... Uh, 2019 onwards. Uh, We're going to do a series of talks uh, over five Sundays called the 5G series. Our aim is simply this, we want to increase your connection to God. We want to increase the The speed, the depth, the range of your connection uh, with God. Over five Sundays, we are going to be looking at five words, starting with G, uh, that if we fully understand them, will take us into into the new year with a greater depth a greater understanding, a greater responsiveness to God in our lives. Does anybody want that for the new year? Want to have a better life with God? Want to have a better connection? Want to have more vibrancy? More, uh, less dropout? (laughs) We all know what that means, spiritual dropout. I've had a bit of that myself. So greater responsiveness, higher quality, better, more reliable connection, and less dropout. Uh, so Heavenly Father, as we look at this, we just pray dear God that you would be with us over this five-week summer series so that we would start this year, Lord God, with a better connection to you so that no matter what happens and what unfolds in this coming year, that you will be uh, with us in a way that is more vibrant and real and dynamic and has much more reliance on us um, on you from us in Jesus' name, we pray. So, what is the 5G connection going to look like? Well, it's going to be looking at this. We're going to look at the, uh, these concepts of grace. We're going to look at the concept of gratitude, which I think is one of the most fundamental understandings of what it means to be a Christian, to receive grace and to understand and respond with gratitude. That flows into generosity. Then, a generosity in sharing the good news with people and an obedience to God to go out and do what God has called us to do. So, with grace, uh, I want to talk about grace. We'll have a far better connection with God if we understand the idea of grace. Many definitions of grace, but the one that I'm, uh, I've put together, which is a combination of other people's thoughts, you, you'll be very familiar with some of the wording of it, uh, grace is the free and undeserved favour of God. Grace is the free and undeserved favour of God. Uh, grace is life's most important message. You know, from our reading, look at what, how Paul views life. Look at how the apostle views life and look at how he sees the importance of the message of grace. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race, complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So in Paul's paradigm, in Paul's way of thinking, nothing is more important than giving his whole life, his entire life, to sharing the good news of God's grace with other people. That's his primary purpose. The overriding, driving purpose of Paul's life was the good news of God's grace. It is that important that our world needs the good news of God's grace, yes? Our world desperately needs it. We're the ones with it. So alongside Paul, we have a corporate mission. Together, we who are custodians of the gospel of God's grace have a mandate to get out there and to share it by Good works and by good words with other people, and so Paul is saying, "Look, my even my life, my life is worth nothing. My life is worth nothing compared to finishing the race." How many people understand what that means? How many people have got their eye on the prize here? How many people understand that we live life not just in this world, but we are heading to a tremendous destiny. We have got a place before us. We have got, God has set up a place for that. And we continually move in a progressive direction to finish the race. Friends, we have got to finish the race and complete the task that God has given us in this world. Yes, every single one of us has a task to do and a race to run. Your race will be different to mine, but it'll be heading in the same direction. Your task will be different to mine, but it's heading for the one direction of God's glory. And so we all have a task, we all have a race. And at the end of it, we would want to be able to say with Paul, who of course lost his life in service to Jesus, I have completed the task and I have finished the race. I have laid hold of the gospel of grace for myself and I've shared it with other people. That is how important the gospel of grace is. It is overwhelming and overriding in everything that we do. The gospel of grace, the most important message. And, of course, grace is the great foundation, the great foundation of our life with God. And so it says, uh, And God raised us up from our readings, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Expressed in his kindness to us. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Grace being the undeserved favor of God. That is how you stand before God today. You stand absolutely absolved. You stand absolutely forgiven. You stand absolutely adopted. You stand absolutely chosen. God loves you. He's poured out his son's life for you. That is the grace of God. The daily blessings you receive are a part of the grace of God. That's why people say grace. You understand that? What, what grace is? We're saying, God, that these are, I, I sit before this table. Some of us sat before tables like that. And there was plenty to give thanks for. If you gave thanks for everything at some of the Christmas tables, it'd be a long prayer, wouldn't it? And so what happens is that we just say, grace, we just say, thank you, God. This is a part of the, the, the mercy and the undeserved favor and the goodness and the, and the bounty of God. He loves you. His grace is extended to you. He's undeserved favor. This releases us. This releases us from trying to earn it because it says it's not by works. It's a gift of God. We have been saved through faith. Now, Grace is the basis on which we're saved, the undeserved favor of God. But we access that and we receive that by faith. We just say, God, I receive that. I just simply ask for it. I rely on God for it and he gives it to us. And so we rely on God for our salvation through the grace, undeserved favor of God, and we access that through faith. We access it not by works. We access it just by simply saying, dear Lord God, I receive your gift of grace and mercy and love into my life and you receive me into your family. As an adopted child, you give me eternal life, you fill me with your Holy Spirit and I now walk with you through this life and into eternity. Isn't that a good news? Isn't that great news? You can never outgrow the gospel. Never think because you learn more that you will ever outgrow the fundamentals of the gospel. You just go deeper. You just go, your depth of understanding goes deeper. And so we have the grace of God in that way, the free and undeserved favor of God. And that's the basis of it. So how do we increase our connection with God? Now, has anyone had one of these things, been halfway through a conversation and the the thing's died? How many people people have had dropout? Um, How many people have had the thing go flat? Certain family members of mine never charge their phones. I don't want to name them from the platform. You know them. <laughs> and so these things can go flat. You can be halfway through a conversation. Boom, the phone died. Then you've got to go and find a charge. You've got to plug the thing in. Then you've got to ring the back. So oh, I didn't hang up on you. That's your story. <laughs> I didn't hang up on you. Maybe that's the truth. But my phone died. And I yeah, didn't have a charge. Didn't have a charge. So... I want to talk about how the 5G connection, how grace addresses some of these issues that stop this lack of connectivity to God, this lack of, of uh, communication with God. Number one, of course, is when your phone goes flat, I want to talk about when your spiritual battery goes flat. When you're so flat in your soul that you feel that God's miles and miles and miles away. And that's how you honestly feel. And I believe that we know what that's like. We know what this is like when it goes flat. I believe there's not a person in this room that doesn't know what it means to be spiritually flat. Not charged up. Not fired up. Not sparking up. This is what the Bible says. So our 5G connection of grace helps us to find a recharge and a refreshing of God. Acts 3.19 says, repent then. Okay, if that's your state, if you're miles away from God and as flat as a tack, turn it around, turn it around, repent and turn to God. That's the answer to spiritual refreshment and recharging. You've got to turn to God. You can't just stay over there flat as a tack and say somehow I'm going to get fixed You won't get fixed, you won't get recharged and you won't get refreshed. You need to turn to God. This is what Acts 3.19 says. Repent then, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out because sometimes that's the stuff that's stopping us wanting to communicate with God because we've been doing stuff that makes God sad and makes us broken and puts us in a spiritual flat spot. And it says this, repent, turn to God that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Friends, if your battery's flat, turn to God and plug it in. Go to God. That's where you're going to get recharged. Turn to God. Get plugged in. Begin the fellowship. If you've been goofing off and mucking up and wrecking your life, God's going to forgive it. God wants to welcome you back. He wants to plug you back in. He wants you fired up. He wants you 5G connected. And it starts with the grace of God. 5G connection with the grace of God in our lives. It cures, 5G connection cures spiritual flat batteries. And of course, we know, I think I mentioned this in my last sermon. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What does he do? He makes me lie down in green pastures. This is how God wants your life to be with him. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads me by quiet waters. That's food. That's drink. That's refreshment. And what's the status of the sheep? He leads me. In. And how, what, what's, the position? what's the physical position? He makes me lie down. Friends, we need to learn to lie down. We need to learn to just stop everything and just be with the Lord. It doesn't say that the shepherd gets his crook and flogs them so hard that the sheep falls over exhausted. The good shepherd, Jesus, he wants to lead your life in 2019. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to learn to learn to stop and to lie down and to feed on the green grass and the still waters will refresh you. A connection with God like that recharges and refreshes us. The free and undeserved favour of God. Another thing that the grace of God does to recharge our lives and to address our life is sometimes we feel a sense of hopelessness. Hopelessness. Uh, When you go for uh, therapeutic counselling, as I have done, When you go to a therapeutic counsellor, they will uh, invariably, in their own way, ask you two questions. And the first question is, they will search out and probe the issue, do you feel hopeless? Is there any hope in your life? Or do you find your situation and circumstance such that you are overwhelmed with that? Go back to that one. Uh, hopelessness. One of the first things I'll look for. This is what Psalm 62.5 says. So that when we feel like that and we think that there's just no, my life is hopeless, things are not going anywhere, this is what Psalm 62.5 says. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Can you say that? My hope comes from Him. And so this is what the scripture says, when things are hopeless, there's always God and in God there's always hope. Did you catch that? I just made that up, I can't possibly repeat it. But it was very good, you should listen to the tape. When life seems hopeless and you don't know how you're going to get through, God fills that hopelessness with his presence and he always brings hope. Because in God, we can, we can face each moment, we can face each day. There is no situation in which God cannot fill it with the hope of his presence. He can come into our lives and he can fill our lives with hope. We think, well, this situation's hopeless, but yet God brings hope. Because in God, we have hope that we can do the will of God in each situation. And at the foot of Jesus, there's always hope. I like um, the fact that the Christian radio station, the local one, is called... Hope FM. And they say there's always hope. They say there's always hope. There's always hope at the feet of Jesus. And so when we understand that our relationship with God's based on grace and that he's just wanting to be there with us in every one of life situations and we can't see down the track, we can't see where the hope is, He's in there with us and he shows us the hope. Second question that a a therapeutic counsellor will ask you is, do you feel helpless? Do you feel hopeless and do you feel helpless? Uh, Well, I want to say that we have a God who is a very present help in our time of need. I love this story of when Jesus uh, sees the crowds and his response. I'm going to pull this Simple verse apart for us this morning. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and like sheep without a shepherd. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Notice his response. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, there's this whole new idiom going around, which uses the word "I see you." People say "I see you." Uh, it's doing the rounds. What it means is, "I see you in your struggles." I see, or I see the effort you are made. When people try to describe this in dictionaries and stuff, they say, "I see you." I see that in a business. I see that your effort that you're being made. I see that your head's down and your your fingers are tight. I see what you're doing. And then it could be in a team, you know, you might be a part of that. People see what you're doing. God sees what you're doing. And so when Jesus sees the crowd, I want to say this to you. God sees you in your current circumstances all the time, every day. And that he sees you. You're not unnoticed to Jesus. You might think nobody notices me. Nobody thinks I'm significant. Nobody sees what I'm doing. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody sees. I want to say to you this morning, God sees you. Jesus sees you. In the midst of your life circumstances, Jesus sees you. I see you, says the Lord. He saw the crowd and he saw exactly what they were feeling. He sees deep into our souls. He sees deep into our hearts. He has compassion on them. Notice that he doesn't have contempt for them. He doesn't say you stupid heads. You're meant to be Israel or whatever. You don't know anything. Why? Go read your Bible, you buff heads. Why aren't you in the synagogue? How come you've got to come out to me? Your pain's in the neck. Come over here and I'll give you a holy kick in the butt. That's not the way that Jesus rolls. He sees people that are harassed and that are helpless and he has compassion on them. If life harasses you and there are times that you feel helpless, know this, Jesus has compassion on you. He sees you. He sees you. He has compassion on people. Jesus has compassion on you when you are feeling like that. You might say, I am so harassed by my life. I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I'm feeling so helpless in this situation. Jesus says, I see it. I have compassion on you. I know that you feel harassed. I see what is harassing you. And I know that at times you feel helpless. And I'm here for you and I'm here with you and I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to connect with you and we are going to get through life's journey with God. And so when we're feeling that, we're longing for this connection and we're feeling, wow, I'm harassed and helpless and overwhelmed by life. We need to know this. There's a tremendous promise. One of my favorite verses in the scripture is this. When we're feeling that, when we've got a time of need, know this. Let us then approach God's throne of grace, undeserved favor of God, undeserved mercy of God, not the throne of judgment because we've gone from death to life, there's no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. When we close our eyes in death, he says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into your master's presence. So we're not going to be judged and thrown out of God's presence. We now approach God through the Holy of Holies opened to us by Jesus' own sacrifice on the cross. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with terror and fear and nervousness and saying, Oh God, you know, I'm. Like, God you know your blinding holiness is going to dissolve me right says the opposite it says we're to walk up to the throne of grace because it is a throne of grace that we might receive what mercy and find grace in our time of need this is the connection when we're feeling miles away, when we're feeling our lives are in need, when we need some mercy, when we need some grace, when we need some help. Jesus says, heaven is open. Come to me, heaven is open. Receive the grace. We approach the th- God's throne of grace with confidence that we might receive mercy and find grace. That we might find undeserved mercy, undeserved favour, undeserved blessing in our time of need. So when you are in need in 2019, don't go it alone. Go to God. He sees you. He has compassion on you. He can see that life has sometimes harassed you and that you at times feel helpless, He has opened up the resources of heaven and he invites you to come to him and the promises you will find help in your time of need, because our connection with God is based on grace that 's why, and grace is the undeserved favor of God the free and undeserved favor with God so how are we going to connect with God this year the first thing we need to understand our whole connection with God is based on grace heaven is open his arms are there his love mercy forgiveness goodness and blessings are going to be poured out in your direction in 2019 please receive the grace of God in the year to come get connected it's based on grace Amen.